Hey, hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 355. Welcome back to another week, Who fans. Hope you're keeping well and safe. Hope you've had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something Doctor, Doctor Who, Who related. related. Yeah. Indeedy deedy. <clears throat> ah, the weeks are flying by, dude. We're in the middle of June. How does that happen? I know. And it actually feels like it's absolutely scorching hot here in the UK. We're not used to this. Mm. So. There's a big, there's a big yellow thing in the sky burning down on us, and we don't know what it is. <laughs> we normally have, a, I say normally in the UK, we sometimes have a good June, you know, don't we? Some years mm. it's a bit hit and miss. We yeah. have to wait until kind of mid July, sort of mid July through to first second week of September. Mm. Generally good. I remember back in my childhood, you could consistently rely on brilliant weather. For like yeah. six, seven weeks. I know it's not like these days with climate change and stuff. I was going to say, before climate change wrecked all that, yeah. Before we wrecked the planet, uh, you could rely on a really good summer. But uh, yeah, so June so far is really warm. I think it's going to get warmer still, dude. I think the next day or two. We're Friday in like, is supposed to be like 31 or something. Like it's yeah. going to be an absolute scorcher. I don't, do you know what, mate? I don't know about you, but um, I obviously like it when it's nice and warm and stuff. You can be out in the garden and go mm. and do stuff and whatnot, but... I just can't bloody sleep at night. I just can't oh, do it. Same, yeah, yeah same, yeah, exactly same. I'm not a, I, I, I'm a bit of a somniac anyway. It takes me ages to get to sleep, um, even on a good day. So yeah, when it's warm, poof, yeah. Oof. <laughs> I know that makes us sound extremely British. I get that. There's always whenever you're on holiday anywhere and uh, you're chatting with people, and it's like, oh yeah, the Brits are here. Like there are two telltale signs, right? Yeah. Uh, for the benefit of our listener who's in another country. If you're on a holiday somewhere or you're out and you see another Brit or a group of Brits, the first one is, the first sign that they're British is that um, they will eat pizza or burgers with a knife and fork <laughs> when on holiday. And the second thing is they will always compliment the weather but then back it up with a negative. Yeah. It's always the same way. <laughs> Crikey. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, dear listener, welcome back to another week. Where were we? Yes. Welcome back. Episode 355. Uh, last week uh, was a good one. So uh, we, we spoke about uh, the first Doctor story, The Rescue. So if you've not listened to that one yet, go back and, mm, yeah. and check that out. That was a good one. This week, we are going to get on to. And continue our reviews for Torchwood, the series for Miracle Day episodes, and it's Dead of Night. But before we get on to that, make sure that you are following and subscribing to our podcast in your fave podcast app of choice. That way you won't miss an episode when it lands every single Friday. You can also listen on the browser, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. Listen for free on there, plus you can check out and read all of the the amazing reviews and articles from our writing team. So go and check that out. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Links on the website. Come and chat Doctor Who throughout the week. And we have a free Discord server. Again, the link is on the website. Come and hop in there and chat Doctor Who with other Who fans. And don't forget to remember Remember. to... (laughs) 
go and check out Adam's channel on YouTube. It is, of course, The Geek's Handbag. The Geek's Handbag, yes. I should have been editing a video this week, but uh, it's too hot. <clears throat> Can't see the screen. It's too sunny. So I gave up on that. <laughs> there's plenty of other videos for you to enjoy go and have a look go and check them out yeah grab a cup of tea grab a drink get comfy That's it, yeah. check out all Settle of Adam's uh, stuff on there and he's on mm. the socials too under the same name The Geek's Handbag The Geek's Handbag The Geek's Handbag go and do it mm. have you had a good week bud anything Doctor who going on a, just a tiny little Doctor Who thing this week I listened to uh, a big Finnish audio and um, it was so funny. It was so good that I must mention it. I really, you know, like sometimes they can be a bit hit and miss, can't they? Obviously, because their output is so huge these days. Um, but it was, um, it was the new Tenth Doctor one. So they're doing a little mini series where the Tenth Doctor meets a classic Doctor. They're called Out of Time. So he's met the fourth, fifth, oh, yeah. and uh, this mm. one was with the sixth Doctor. So this was called Out of Time Wink. So it's um, Tennant and Colin Baker together, and. Uh, you'll love this one. Honestly, it was so much fun. It was such a good listen. And uh, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the most fun ones I've listened to in a very long time. I really blimmin' enjoyed it. They are so funny together and it's such a witty script. Um, it's only about an hour long. It's just a nice little short, you know, one, well, I say one disc. It is a disc because they still do physical format. But yeah, nice little one hour, 10 minute story um, featuring the Weeping Angels as well. Um, and to be fair, I, I mean, the Weeping Angels, they're a great creation, but there's not a lot you can do with them, especially on audio. And uh, the writer really manages to make them, uh, uses them really well. Uh, she's come up with a nice little concept, which is slightly different, um, not to do the Weeping Angels themselves, but to do with how to utilise them. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give it away. It's a really nice little simple twist that the writers come up with for the stories it's um yeah i just can't recommend it enough just as a fun listen an hour long colin and and uh david are so good together uh, it just makes you want to see see them on screen and um colin's probably one of the best when it comes to the big finish audios he's just so i don't know he just seems to relish and bring every script to life i think even if you get a dud story colin is always so good on big finish but my word david He's like, he's like on another level. He's so good. It's like, you know, you can't help it. You sort of, when, when people perform a big Finnish audio, they sort of put on this sort of radio voice. It's like you sort of naturally go into a performance mode. Tennant sounds like he's been recorded off the telly. He just seems to be so natural in his delivery. I can't really explain it, but I think if you listen to it, you'd know what I mean. It's just, it is just like, if you close your eyes, it's like listening to a TV episode. He's so exactly the sounds exactly the same as he does on the tv and uh, i hope that makes sense because it's, it's just like yeah. even though the others are brilliant they sort of have this i'm doing audio so it's always like a notch up or a slightly more over the top performance because it's you know they feel like they've got to project every line and i'm the villain whereas tenant sounds just like yeah he just sounds exactly like he does <laughs> off the telly and it's he's so good in it so funny as well, but yeah, definitely check that one out if you get get a chance. It's um, it's a really fun listen. Yeah, Doctor Who out of time. Wink. It's Wink. called obviously a play on Blink. Ha ha. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's cool. Wink. So yeah, I did that, but I haven't really done anything else, mate. It's been um, yeah, like you said, it's just been so hot and sunny. I've just been out in the garden and stuff. But um, we were hoping we'd get a a report from you about the Doctor Who exhibition in Liverpool, but you didn't get down there, did you? Oh yeah. Yeah, didn't to change our it. plans. Yeah, we didn't make nah. it, but um, uh, we're going in two weeks. Um, so yeah, we will. Uh, you'll see my report on there. But yeah, I was gutted. Yeah, we we had something else we had to do. 
You'll get there, mate. It'll be yeah. good when you get down there. You've yeah. been, um, not that I want to talk about filming pics, but obviously talking to Tennant, they've been filming uh, down in Bristol this week. It's been like my whole Twitter feed has been full of pictures, uh, filming pictures. I'm um, not going to talk about them because I don't want to like give away anything. If you want to see them, you, you probably know all the stuff that's being sort of talked about on Twitter. But you, you've been enjoying seeing all that, seeing Tennant on the streets of Bristol. And there's, I mean, it's creating a huge buzz. It's like, I I know it annoys certain people because they feel like after the Chibnall era that was so secretive, it, Russell seems to just be like, yeah, he's sort of is utilizing it to prom, you know to create mm-hmm. publicity, and I oh, I get it. I think if you can get the balance right with not spoiling too much, but you know letting people take a few pictures, for, you know, of tenant on the street, and yeah, I suppose it's yeah. I, I'm personally I'm just loving it, but. Yeah, did you, did you been enjoying seeing the filming pics? I don't want to say what what we know because it's obviously we got of the course. casting announcement of what was his name? Really cool actor uh, there, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, yeah, which is a really cool announcement. Um, and he's been spotted on the streets filming. So yeah, mm, it's no, exciting. It's, cool. it's very. Don't want to cool. talk about who his character might be. I think we all know, but for those that don't <laughs> want to know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone that's uh, listened to to this podcast for a while now will know we're not we're not going to force spoilers down your, your throat or anything like that so yeah uh yes so yeah it's difficult isn't it to talk about it without giving away <laughs> but i know what you mean though but uh, i don't think the filming picks that we've seen so far are too bad nothing too nothing too heavy i would say no yeah. i think because they didn't announce who his character was going to be i think when they announced him russell said he's the greatest villain the doctor's ever met which mm. by the way did you see the sims comment on on russell's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Sim commented underneath saying, "The greatest?" Question mark. And then yeah, there's a little bit of bants between those two. It plays all, into your theory that Sim's back. Yeah. Um, it's all coming <laughs> so, together, mate. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say it's all coming together. But um, yeah, no, I, I I just love it. I just love the buzz. It's, people just seem to be really excited, and and um, whether whether you like it or not, Tenant is definitely. For me, I think he brings back the sort of casual, general viewer. I think people just love David Tennant. Not necessarily just Dot Two fans. I just think people in general just... He's a popular guy. So I think even people who are just sort of lost interest or not even Dot Two fans are like excited. Like, oh, David Tennant, is he back as Dot Two? You know what I mean? It it just creates a a buzz and I love it. It's very cool, mate. Yeah. yeah, and that's the vibe that we get from. I know that there's a lot of nostalgic play here. Of course, there of is. Course. You know, we're not going to. But there is a clear difference, though. There's definitely a clear difference between when you have Russell T. Davis out there doing interviews and talking to people and so on. He just genuinely does have a a, a very bright outlook and a mm. very cool way of handling these things as showrunner. Um, versus Chibbers, who for the most part, is fairly cool. But you do get the feeling that he's very... when he, Whenever he's being interviewed and stuff, it's very much like... And that's it. <laughs> Whereas Russell's just beaming, you know. You can tell that the childhood Doctor Who fan inside of him is just mm. over the moon to be to be doing this stuff. So, yeah. There is a bit of nostalgic play here with David Tennant coming back and some other characters and stuff like that, of course. It's going to make people be like, oh, wow, this is like the good old days. But taking that aside, it genuinely does feel like the upcoming era of Doctor Who is going to be really exciting and very cool. So that's mm. good. Yes. That's very yeah. good. Yes. But yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, that was a that was a surprise one. It's a big name, isn't he? Big, big name, it, sir. 
He is a big name, yeah, yeah, which is ironic because I couldn't remember it, but that won't surprise any listeners. But uh, yes, a big name and um, created quite a big buzz, didn't it? When he, uh, well, I think Maria said it on the round table, you know, um, <clears throat> Russell T just seems to have his finger on the pulse of the exact people yeah. and names. He's, he seems to just be very with it when it comes to finding the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, defo. Nice. Okay, dude. Yeah. Um, that's literally <laughs> that casting yeah, announcement it. and the uh, <laughs> and the few uh, filming pics and stuff we've seen is pretty much it for uh, for Doctor Who news. So we've got nothing else to mm-hmm. nothing else to wax on that stuff. So let's just dive into the review, buddy. What we got? Yeah, so we're uh, back onto Miracle Day, Torchwood, and this is episode three called Dead of Night. This woman's husband strangled her. She doesn't die, so he keeps strangling her, and you're telling me that's not murder. We're not even allowed to say attempted murder anymore because murder is impossible. Something happened to all of us, not just me. Miracle Day arrived, and we all came out of it changed. Who told you to set me up? (laughs) Because everywhere I turn, the whole CIA has been poisoned against me. By you! It's like there's some sort of energy behind this, uh, a will, a drive, a consciousness, and something is willing them to go on. They were ready for the miracle. Firecore knew it was coming. A lot of high-level officials aren't used to the word alien, meaning an intervention, or at least an influence from beyond this world. I don't know who they are. They, they, they've been there for, for decades. Ooh. Ooh. Miracle Day. Miracle Day, man. <laughs> okay, we're on to episode three. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was first broadcast on the 22nd of July in the US and then on the 28th of July, so a week later here in the UK. That was back in 2011. It was written by Jane uh, Espenson, directed by Billy Gerhardt, and stars the usual folks that we've seen so far in Miracle Day, so John Barrow and Eve Miles. And um, uh, Mackie Pfeiffer as Rex, and Alexa Havins mm. as Esther, and Bill Pullman as Oswald Danes. The synopsis for this one is, The miracle has destroyed the order of the world. Believing immortality has robbed humanity of their souls, a new cult known as the Soulless is formed. Oswald Danes is becoming more and more popular. Companies like Ficorp take advantage of the chaos, giving away medicine to those in need. And a fairly boring standard synopsis to accompany said story. <laughs> uh, right, bud. Now, before we crack on with the review, um, before we give us your thoughts, is Miracle Day, just as a very quick comparison, at this point when we were at Children of Earth, we were absolutely chomping at the bit for the <laughs> next episode and, and it was all good. Compared to that, where are you with, uh, with Miracle Day, dude? Uh, no, I'm nowhere near it. I mean, I'm literally. <laughs> Thank God for that. Thank God. I'm literally that. nowhere near. It. I'm <laughs> I'm struggling, and I I just keep thinking, wow, we've got seven, seven more episodes of this to go. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with this one. I think even more than class, and I never thought I'd say that. Um, it, it it's not bad. I mean, I I don't like this this episode, for example. So to, to give my thoughts on this one, part three, um, we get a couple more little breadcrumbs thrown at us like you said this is quite interesting that the corporation try and take advantage of the situation because that probably would happen but the story is moving it's moving on at such a, a slow pace that i'm just not into it really at all um so I, I mean i'm happy to sit there and watch it you know it's not 
it's not unwatchable. It's not really bad. It's just, I think the problem is, is trying to not compare it to the great Torchwood that we know, like coming off the back of Children of Earth, which was so good. This is just so different to that. Um, I think I'm just constantly sort of thinking, yeah, yeah. I think if it was, if this is what Torchwood was, I mean, if we never got any of the other Torchwood, if if Torchwood was just this series that, that that was made, you know, in conjunction with BBC America or whatever it was that, you know, that had this American vibe, I think we'd say, yeah, it was an okay series, but it's just because it doesn't feel like the Torchwood we know and love. It doesn't have that spark. It doesn't have the humour, really, because uh, I think any humour in it, for me anyway, just completely falls flat. There's a couple of little one-liners, and I thought, mm, you know, that it doesn't give me that the feels that we normally get from Torchwood. So I don't think it's dreadful, but I, I just feel like it feels really padded again, once again. There was a couple of bits that are drawing me in, um, you know, uh, but, yeah, overall it is a struggle. And the thing is, I know, you know, it's probably you're sort of thinking we've got another set of episodes do we really want to carry on with this i do want to carry on i do want to get this done but at the minute seven episodes feels like a blimmin slog i'm thinking crying out loud like how are we going to get through this but you know it there is just about enough to keep me going i reckon just about but i'm certainly not chomping at the bit to get to the next episode Def, definitely not there's just nothing exciting or gripping uh, pulling me through to the next one. I'm just literally like, nah. I switch it off. And I'm like, okay. I'm just waiting for something big to sort of happen. And yeah, some of the storylines as well, I just don't understand. Like the the uh, Dane Oswald storyline, I don't get it. How would a murdering paedophile become a celebrity? Why would people ever support somebody like that? I just Things like this don't make sense to me. Why would a reporter want to work with him to make him a star. I just, I, things like that, I'm just thinking, w- would you though? Would you go anywhere near someone like that? I, I don't understand it. You know, this this sympathy thing for him as well with people saying, did you meet him? Did you touch him? I'm like, I, I, I just, I thought, I don't know. I know, there was a, I know there was a lot of nut jobs out there in the world, but even so, I don't think, and I just don't don't buy into that at all. I don't get it. The only thing that saves it really is Bill Pullman's performance. He's 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 such a good actor that you know he does make his screen presence um, watchable. So that kind of pulls it through. But yeah, there's things like that that are just not clicking for me at all. Mm. Yeah, I got. So I've got a few other things to say. We'll we'll crack on when we get into it. But give me your thoughts, mate. Where are you at with this one? Yeah, I think you nailed it, dude. The, the way I'm thinking, um, I think you you nailed it. Um, when you mentioned something along the lines of um, there's just enough to keep you going. Just enough, yeah. Yeah, so the story's not like like we did with, um, like we had with Children of Earth, where when we got to the end of an episode, you and I would say, when we came to record it, we were like, how tempted were you to just keep watching based on the next time trailer? It was like, yeah, it was so difficult, you know, yeah. to, to keep that in the bag, so to speak, for the next review. But with this one, I'm not really having that. It's like I get to the end and it's like, yeah, okay, I can happily wait two weeks. Yeah. You know, I can wait week after next to watch that one. And, um, yeah, so I, th- there's just enough. I don't know what it is, actually. I can't, even, I can't even put my finger on it. I think there's just enough to keep you borderline interested to see what's going on mm. but i think so yeah so we're episode three now and there's what 10 is there 10 in this one i think so we've got seven yeah. to go yeah i guess we're at the right 
sort of bit, I suppose, where we don't really know. We don't know what the miracle is at the moment. We don't know what mm. Oswald Danes's game plan is currently. I mean, he gave us a bit of a a bit of a red herring, didn't he, on the TV interviews that he's done. He's very sorry, and he's come across mm. as very uh, remorseful and and all that stuff. And people are buying into it. But then when Jack bursts into to, to you know get some evidence and record what he's saying his true colors were really shown to the world and he's a real nasty piece of work just like we all knew he is or yeah knew he was yeah. in the background anyway but even now i'm still not sure on what his motivation is to, to i mean i mean i'm guessing it's just he just wants to live a famous life but then underneath that underneath the all of the um personality and tv stuff He's still carry still carrying on like this, you know, horrible, you know, human being. So this is like his his mask, if you like. It masks what his real feelings and what he wants to be doing. So mm. and Captain Jack and you know, rest of Torchwood are on to him and stuff. But but I'm still not 100 percent sure on where these people have come from. All of a sudden, he's got like a like these bodyguards and like these people that he bosses around like some comic book villain and stuff like that so that i'm not quite sure on but um so yeah and we had a bit of uh we had a bit of sauce a bit of spice in this one as well didn't we we're back to um we're we're back to a proper adult uh, oh it's awful wasn't it i was just not a fan of that no No, i wasn't (laughs) a fan of that at all so jack jack um goes straight into a gay bar and then we get sort of some gratuitous sex scenes between him and some bloke and and uh, Rex and some woman that he's been with, a, is this like an ex, an old flame or something? I don't know. They're getting it on at the same time and the two scenes keep intercutting so it's like a soft porn movie for about five minutes. And No, I wasn't into that at <laughs> all. I was like, oh, just, yeah. <laughs> it didn't do anything for me. That I was, It just was like, the problem is, it, I feel like this episode is, uh, it's only episode three and I feel like it's already retreading like old ground so they met there's a scene at the start it was in the trailer there where they're saying you know this woman is suffering she's her husband's constantly strangling her because of her wounds and you know it's, it's murder but is it murder and they've already done these scenes they've already they've already talked about is this read you know is this um miracle redefining like the world and stuff I, I i just feel like we're on episode three and they're already reenacting scenes and maybe they're just trying to remind us that there's a an effect you know uh, of uh, how this this miracle day has affected the world like you know but i think there's more ways they could be showing that than just keep going back to that hospital with people dying and mm. telling us again that you know people don't die and these wounds aren't healed it's like we we know all this we're in episode three we've already seen the guy laid out on the slab who had his neck cut off and was still alive we we know all this stuff like i don't know i just felt like if this if they're already regurgitating little story points uh you know it just feels like padding to me and the thing is this episode i thought at the start was going to show us because clearly this is our new Torchwood team, right? We got we got Jack and and Gwen, the old the old team. We've and then we've got the new guys, Rex and um, what's her name? Not Sophia, the other one, Esther. Esther. Is it? Yeah, yeah, Esther. And uh, so you know, I thought this was going to be an episode showing us them coming together. This is the new Torchwood team, and we're going to see them working together. And it starts off a bit like that, but then Rex goes off in a half and. 
Jack goes off to a gay bar, and then, then they're just, so they're so okay. So they're going to split up again, and then we're going to have another episode where they come back together. It, it just feels like they're sat there, they've, and, and the writers thinking, "Oh, we need to stretch this out a bit." So we'll do that. You know, it's feeling like padding basically mm. <laughs> already. You know, so yeah. Well, we've we've I, said I, this a few times, but haven't we about? Yeah, we're only on episode three. <laughs> well, we said you know sometimes it dips down a bit either side of the mid series. Mm. thing so I, I would imagine if this wasn't being broadcast in the uk concurrently and it was just a u.s program i would imagine that at the end of episode five they'd have a break for a month or two that'd be like your mid-season break that they normally do mm. in you know u.s uh, tv series and then there'd be like a kind of sort of mini cliffhanger leave you on something but then as we know typically either side of those things it does well not every TV series, but typically it sort of dips down a little bit and you do have a bit of padding and filler going on. And that's exactly yeah, what yeah. this feels like, bud. It feels like, yeah, we're not really any further ahead still <laughs> in regards to the main story, but there's like little things that are going on. I think it's more just team building at the moment and building the characters, not so much for Jack and Gwen because we've had that for years already. We know who they are, mm. uh, even though Jack's a bit different this one, which we'll come on to in a second. But yeah, I think it's um, not so much building and developing developing story more so characters together yeah yeah and i think that's probably one of the things that's missing for me this series is the characters isn't it i mean i found rex annoying again this week i'd started to sort of i'd started to like him a little bit last week i thought yeah okay in the first episode he's a bit bullshy a bit annoying but now he's got to know jack and that and he's settling down i thought he's all right uh, but i found him a bit annoying again this week and esther just seems dull as dishwater <laughs> i mean she's no tosh is she she's just so boring that i think that's the thing the characters aren't strong enough for me yet to carry what is so far quite a bland uh series like um because that's you know that's the other thing that russell's normally so good at doing is mm. creating great characters and maybe because he's not writing uh, these episodes he's kind of I guess he's laid out the structure as he or the story but he's not writing it so I don't feel like the characters are there uh this series there's nobody really that I'm I'm sort of gunning for I mean the only one really is Gwen is Eve Miles she's the only one that's really carrying this series for me in terms of when she's on the screen she's great she's such a great character but uh you know, even Jack feels bland. He's like been it, this episode. He spent ninety percent of it in the background, smirking, doing this weird smirky laugh. He's kind of been pushed to the back because they're sort of <laughs> trying to make Rex, trying to build Rex's character. So he's pushed to the side. Um, yeah, he probably yeah. appreciated the, the gratuitous sex scene, but apart from that, he didn't get a lot else to do. But did you want to say something about Jack? Yeah, he's kind of the way that John Barrowman's playing him, and you. Again, you've just nailed it, dude, where they're kind of pushing Jack to the sideline a little bit because they want mm. to play on this kind of power struggle between Rex and Jack. So we, there's a couple of scenes where there's you can tell that they're a little bit perturbed by it because Rex has got the big macho sort of, you know, I'm the main dude that's, you know, spearheaded all of this stuff. Um, and uh, you've also got Jack, who's the head of Torchwood, even though Torchwood is no longer a proper thing at this point, mm. I think, in the storyline, in the canon. But um, 
it's kind of holding on by a thread, really. So you've got this dude, yeah. you've got Jack, and there's a couple of scenes where he's like, I thought I was in charge. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Um, so the way that Jack's now playing it is, I think John Barrowman as a performance has got a little bit of wiggle room now just to be a little bit f- silly and have some fun with it because he doesn't have to be the top dude, you know, mm. shouting out all the orders all the time. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, and Rex, like I said, is trying really hard to sort of put his stamp on, you know, I'm the head of the team. Like nothing's been officially said or anything. But underlying all of that, though, you're right, is um, is uh, is Gwen. She's like her performance. Eve Miles's performance is really good, like consistent from the previous series of Torchwood as well. Whereas yes, Jack, I yeah. feel like he's got this kind of weird grin in the background a lot of the time and... And it's, it's quite funny when he comes back the morning after and he's still a bit drunk mm. and he's sort of, you know, having a laugh and stuff. That's quite cool. And we haven't seen yeah. that much from him before. But generally speaking, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's an overall serious thing where Russell has said to him, look, John, we need to take Jack in a slightly different direction. We mm. can't keep doing the same Jack. But ironically, with Eve Miles, it's like, just keep doing what you're doing as Gwen. That's yeah. awesome. So those two characters are very... Very different, but very much the same. Um, Jack and Gwen, I found. There, but, yeah, there was a scene as well where I thought I was going to get angry, <laughs> but actually it flipped on its head, and I almost gave out a little yay because there was the phone call scene between Jack and Gwen, and I thought, oh no, well, where's this going? Because he was sort—I of, didn't couldn't work out if he was getting a little flirty or if he was just saying like reminiscing on the old times and the old gang you know it's just us two now we are tortured and i thought he better not be trying to sort of you know we're not going to cut to him and gwen in bed are we in a minute you know but then no what does happen he's so i think he might be sort of leading that way did you feel like that i felt i don't know i can't work out what the phone call was about but whatever was happening in jack's mind gets completely uh, shut down because Reese pops up on the screen and Gwen with the baby and Gwen just completely forgets Jack and That's he's on awesome. the other end of the line yeah. going Gwen Gwen but no she and I liked that I thought oh good because I for a minute there I thought we were going down that old route mm-hmm. of Jack and Gwen and I don't want any of that um, so I liked that bit when Reese popped up and she was all you know just just like missing them and all that that's that that scene but yeah. what, did, what did you think about it to that phone call bit no i love that dude and i th- actually thought of yeah. you actually when i when i watched that bit because yeah. um you and i have complained so much in the past about uh gwen and jack's flirtatious mm-hmm. will they won't they uh kind of thing going on and we've always said you know reese is such a good guy and why is she doing this sort of thing so for that bit um it was like I think because of Jack's mortality, he's now realised that he needs to have those people around him and keep them close because back when he was immortal, he knew that if, you know, stuff hits the fan, he could detach Mm. himself a little bit and he could just, you know, bugger off somewhere and, you know, there wasn't that 100% emotional attachment. It took a long time for him to really get his head into that way of thinking and it was really Gwen I think back in um, series two towards the end of it and especially through Children of Earth that really got him into that into that way of thinking especially when they lost Yanto etc yeah yeah. Um, so I think now that he's mortal he's realizing that "Ah, actually you know I need these people around me so I think that's why he has like a bit of an emotional 
sort of thing around him. Plus a few drinks helped and stuff. But that was great mm. when she's on the phone and she just ignores him because hubby's on the phone you know and it's that's a baby yeah. and i think if we re- rewind time go back to series one and some of series two she would have just hung up on reese and she would have just carried on talking to jack so she'd be like gotta go yeah yeah so now that they flip that yeah I, I love that dude and i did think of you actually when we when that scene came on i was like yes mm-hmm. i bet adam's happy about that I did, I did, because I didn't see it coming. I just, I was thinking, I was thinking, where is this phone call going? I was like, don't go down that road. And then when Reese popped up, I did give a little, oh, thank God for that, especially when she just, just ignored him on the other end. So yes, that pleased me a lot. I've just realised though, even that's kind of retreading ground from the, the previous episode, because they kind of had that chat on the plane, didn't they? Talking about Yanto and stuff. So I hadn't really sort of twigged that till you just mentioned it. Um to other things that have been used again, which uh, were exciting to begin with, but now I just think, oh, really? Again, is the eyes? They're, they're, so they're using the eye technology. The um, what do you call them? Oh, the lenses. Contact the, uh, lenses with yeah. the. So that was quite cool uh, to begin with, but now it's just getting a bit. Again, it feels a bit old hat. Um, <laughs> although they were actually, to throw a positive in there, that was quite fun when. Uh, Gwen sort of said only I can use them or something and the woman wrote liar on the screen and she shut it so there's a little bit of bants there which was <laughs> yeah. kind of fun I guess you know a bit uh, of bants yeah and we yeah. also have um, although we've established this new Torchwood team I guess with Esther and Rex mm. uh, we've also got sort of uh, a bit of an on the fence character so the doctor remember the doctor Vera um, oh yeah I forgot about her yeah yeah who uh, has a bit of a Another sex scene, you know. It's not just Jack who's oh, um, yes. he's yeah. uh, putting it out there. So we have Rex yeah. and and Vera. They they look like they've been together before, and some of the the way that they talk, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, and the way they looked at each other as I was, oh yeah, we've been in this place before, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but she's very much like, mm, I'm not going to help you guys because Rex, as soon as they've done the uh done the the, the dance beach. with no clothes on he's like okay so now that's out of the way i need you to go and spy on on what's going on and she's yeah. like what the hell but then she rings him later and she's like oh i'll do it i'm in sort of thing and he's like, and you think is she in properly is she not so we've got a person that's on the fringe um who medically knows what's going on with all the bodies and and all that side of things but now she's also starting to dip her toe in the water with the investigative stuff a little bit and Mm. yeah so i'm not sure about her yet but she's a quite a cool character though dude she's she's kind of cool yeah i suppose she's sort of on the outside of things which is gives it a different different level but uh, yeah i haven't quite worked her out yet to be honest mm. she's mm. kind of cool though and um and what about uh esther so esther's a little bit of a she's a little bit oh. of a mouse at the minute she's just quiet yeah. and sort of like mm, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so yeah. nothing amazing from her in this one but no yeah it's a bit, a bit quiet yeah. She's made no impact on me at all, <clears throat> I'm afraid, uh, Esther. I'm just, yeah, I'm waiting for her to do something. Um, yeah, yeah, just bland, isn't she? Bland character. What about old Ginny Kissinger then? What What's she about? Oh, this reporter. Yeah. Yeah. What's her game? Yeah, so she... Um, yeah, so she, she has the potential to be interesting. I'll give her that. There's definitely something about her that's, <clears throat> that's a bit sinister, yes. I would say. She's yeah, got... Yeah. I don't know whether it's a selfish motive because... She's really pushing the whole Oswald Danes thing still, and she's, you know, she's she's into all that. So, not sure yes. on the motives as yet for that. And she seems to, um, she seems to. Uh, 
to have like some sort of connection, a link with um, a link with this Ficorp thing. And uh, mm. we're not sure that's playing out because that's the only bit really in this whole story that was progressed a little bit. And that was when they break into the warehouse and they see just the huge, vast amount of medicine that they're apparently going to mm. give out free. And they come to the realization that actually they knew that this event was coming. So they've been stockpiling all the medicine for so long. And now they've got, you know, hundreds of thousands worth of it that they can give away for free. And she seems to know some, something about that and what's going on. So mm. there's definitely something sinister about her, but we're not quite sure. So that's really the only... When we mentioned earlier about there's something that's kind of keeping you interested, it's those little moments, I guess. Yeah, because that, that was actually quite a good start, didn't you think? Mm. I actually thought the first 10 minutes of this episode, I thought, ah, now that maybe this is starting to get going because, yeah, that's quite interesting that there's this warehouse and they knew about this miracle day coming and she seems to know about it. So like you said, that's a good, that's one of the things that was keeping me going with this. And I did think it was a good start to the episode. I, it just sort of tailed off pretty quick after after that. But yeah, so that's, you're right. That's a good little strand. And I, I think she's quite an interesting character because she's, playing she's playing it sort of um slightly comedic she's quite a fun character but there's also this sinister side to her so she feels a little bit more rounded than say esther who like you said just seems like a, a little dormouse that hasn't hasn't done anything yet so i'm slightly more intrigued by jilly Kiss, kissinger yes yeah she yeah. feels like a character when i was saying it's missing characters earlier she actually feels like she's got potential to be a good character yes yeah she does yeah. And then we have a little bit of another little performance, a little appearance from Brian Friedkin, you know, the head of the CIA, played by Wayne Knights. Uh, Rex breaks in and interrogates him a little bit and kind of gives us a little link that there's another there's another organisation somewhere that n- knows about this and is kind of pulling the strings a little bit. So he hands Rex this mobile phone. It's like the only way that he can be in contact with this other person or organization or it's probably an alien thing somewhere and uh because they try to call it later on in the episode don't they and they just get shut down and and stuff so that was kind of cool that was another one of those little okay that that's probably interesting what's going on there and then we just went back to like filler stuff but that was pretty cool i am wondering actually uh you've just reminded me saying that that was the other thought i had was i was like when i'm trying to sort of put my finger on why this series isn't quite working for me I wonder if it's because it's missing that alien threat. Like we're so with Torchwood, we're used to mm. there being some sort of, you know, more of a sci-fi element, aren't we? And there's no big sort of threat in this at the minute. We've got a concept, which is a great concept that nobody can die apart from Jack. So that's a cool concept, but I think that might be what's slightly missing from this series for me at the minute is we don't, there's nothing else there. Who's behind it? Where's the big villain? Where's, you know, Oswald Dane, yeah, okay. Side story, what, don't know what's going on there. But there's no sort of threat or big alien or anything sort of behind all this yet. And I feel mm. that's what's, we, yeah, when we're saying it's not progressing quick enough, I think we need a little bit more of like why this is happening or who's behind it. Because at the minute it just feels a bit hollow. You know, it's just nobody mm. can die. Okay. So, well, you know, what else is happening? Because the, the other thing that that's slightly intrigued me by this episode, I'm wondering why they're there, is we we got a couple of scenes where these kids are wearing these freaky masks. And I liked that. I thought, oh, that's a cool, 
that's very much like something out of the Joker or something like these these very mm. simple sad white masks. I thought, well, so why are people started wearing those? And we we didn't get any explanation for that yet, did we? Or did we? We did kind of. Oh, did we? Very, did I miss it? Very basically, no. it's just a lot of people. There's a there's a a group of people that have started this thing, this cult called the Soulless, who think that because of what's happening with Miracle Day. They're, it's not just a physical thing where their bodies can't die, but they feel like their souls have been taken. So I like the imagery of that. I really like this mask, a nice simple design. So that's pretty freaky, and I'm hoping that leads somewhere. Mm, I think, yeah, so we do. We definitely find out more about those guys uh, later on. But yeah, visually, they look very cool with those masks. Mm. Mm, checking notes. Checking <laughs> notes. Uh, anything else to say on this one? I haven't really got much else to say, to be honest with you. Um, Nothing else really happens, again. does it? Yeah. No, more screechy music from Murray. Every time I hear the music in this, I have to... I'm just bewildered it's Murray. It doesn't sound like him at all, and I don't like it. He's definitely (laughs) taking a... All the guitar screeching when they're going down there. I know what he's going for, but I don't like it. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, dude. You can see why... I can just see him in the studio rocking out of a guitar, like really letting go. But I don't like the score, the music in this one. I think, do you know what it is, dude? Like, like all of us, you know, when when you're working on the same thing for a long, long time, and mm. then all of a sudden you get the opportunity to do something different. It's like, yes, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something <laughs> gonna really go, yeah. new and, and give it a go. But yeah, it's all right. But do you know what? I think the thing that I've always found with Murray Gold's music with Torchwood is that it doesn't have the same personality and character as the music that he did for doctor who now maybe that's Mm. completely on purpose i don't know maybe maybe russell has said to him or somebody in production has just said we don't want big bombastic stuff we don't want uh we don't want things that we we just basically want more incidental more atmospheric rather than your Mm. usual flair you know doctor who which is a bit of a shame really because one of the cool things that any good score you'll know what i'm talking about bud any good score and soundtrack does is that it anchors a theme to a character Mm. those motifs that repeat you know subtly as you go through a an episode and a series you know that's what really makes the music add to the connection that you have with the with the show so it's a wee bit of a shame in a way but you can see what he's trying to do i think yeah Mm. yeah i guess so yeah. yeah 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 Uh, I've literally got nothing else on my notes. Did you got one more thing of me? No, no, no. I just wrote there was a little line about bigger on the inside at the the start, wasn't there? A little throwaway line uh, about the warehouse, which I didn't didn't really work to be honest. But yeah, okay, nice little line. And um, no, the only other note I've got is I've just written uh, Oswald beaten by the police, which uh, is just again, it just seems weird. So one minute he's got these bouncers, but then ten minutes before that he was running away from two teenagers and getting beaten up by the police. I don't know what's going on there, but no, I haven't really got any other notes uh, to be honest. It's, um, was just a fairly average episode for me Mm, again. Yeah. Yeah. I read you dude. So I think they, they clocked him in the restaurant and they knew exactly what he'd been in prison for. Mm. And so, you know, they're not happy with him now making a celebrity lifestyle of himself. And, and then the police can't, well, I guess they could, but you know, the police can't actively, and openly be seen to do that. So they just take him off somewhere and give him a couple of slaps and a good old slap, give yeah. him a good eye. Mm. yeah. So, mm. but yeah, uh, we've normally got normally blah, blah, blah. We've normally got more to talk about, but 
Mm. Yeah, I've literally got nothing else, bud. Okay. No, no, I've, I've, I've got nothing else. I just want to say that I really hope with episode four, like we've had three episodes now that have kind of set up the story and the cast very slowly. We, episode four has got to give us something. Like, come on, we've got to have something good in episode four. Otherwise, we really are in dull territory here. And this could be a contender for being worse than class. Mm. Yeah, oh and I didn't think it would be, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for for better things in episode four, or or at least something new thrown into the mix. I feel like we're just treading water at yeah. this point with this series. Yeah. No, I agree, bud. I agree. All right, then scores, dude. It's me to go first. I'm going to go in with a five point five for me, yeah. middle of the road, but just an extra point because there's a couple of little nuggets that keep you uh, at least a little bit interested. I'm bang on the money with you there. 5.5 from me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, we match again. We always seem so. We're always very close, dude. I think there's only a handful of stories since we've done this podcast where we're wildly different. But I think, yeah, there was one, wasn't there, where we will. I think there's only one or two stories where we've been massively different scores, but generally we're on the same page, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, okay, we didn't have anything on Facebook from our listeners, but we did have a few tweets come over. So Chippy T says, an adult episode and the worst for it, a world-changing event, and Jack has a night out. Interestingly, Rex and Esther are framed by the CIA and go on the run. Gwen uses the excellent lenses. The Dane's story is confusing with Fycorp using him as promotion. Not bad, but not good. A five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Nice summary there, Chippy. Thank you very much. Um, Owen, Dr. Holmes says, uh, lol, I'm sorry. I've no idea what even happens in this episode. So I'm <laughs> going to say it was just all right. They're, they're all fine up until episode. I'm not going to say that because that's a spoiler. Oh, okay. Um, but he gives it a seven out of ten in brackets, probably. Yeah, thank you very much, Doctor. Okay. Uh, Sarah Louise, the running Hoovian, says, oh, I enjoyed yes. this ep. An interesting plot. Gwen proves really? to be as badass as ever. Yeah. Jack's night out was convincing, but provided insight into his fear of being alone as Gwen mm-hmm. gets on with her new family life. Oswald was super creepy, and I like the nods to UK slash US differences. A seven out of ten. I, actually, I forgot yeah. to say it, but I'm sure you didn't you laugh when he... Jack goes into the club and he pulls immediately. I mean, what aftershave <laughs> is, is is Captain Jack wearing? Because I could do with some of that. He just, he just <laughs> has to go to the bar and everybody falls in love with him. It's unbelievable. Must yeah. be that coat. It's got to be that coat. It's that coat, dude. <laughs> yeah, got to be the yeah. coat. Yep. Uh, right, cosplay sorted for next Comic-Con. Right, Will, <laughs> and lastly on Twitter, Will Sanger says, I'm really struggling with this storyline. A lot of the episode feels like a repeat of Children of Earth, but far less impressive, and therefore I'm missing seeing Torchwood as a proper organisation, like in Series 1 and 2. Also very unlikable characters with misplaced priorities. Oh dear. Yeah, no, that's. I kind of get that. I kind of agree with that, yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Mm. Uh, okay, so I think the average scores are six on this then, bud. Yeah, mm. about a six, which is just over middle of the road, I guess. So we will be back to Torchwood in a couple of weeks' time as we'd, we're going to get through this <laughs> fairly quickly. We will do it. We must. Every other week. We must plough on. Indeed, yes. So next week in our rotation, we're back to just getting through the last few, really, um, stories from modern Doctor Who. So what have we got next week, bud? We've got an absolute belter next week um <laughs> so yeah like you said we're, we're finishing off really not many david Tennant ones left so we're going to be doing the waters of mars next Ooh. week 
considered a a classic, but some say overrated. What will we think? Find out next week. Indeed. Waters of Mars, yeah. Yes, you and I have spoken many times uh, off and on air about how cool this story is. So it'd be good to dig into your brain, dude, see what you think on this one. I've not watched it in a while. I've seen this one about four or five times over the years, but I've not watched it in a while, though. So it'll be awesome to stick this one on. Actually, that's Snap. Yeah, because it is one I've watched a few times over the years. But like you, for whatever reason, um, I haven't watched it in in some time. And I am really looking forward to giving this a rewatch. Yeah. Cool. See if it's, yeah, see if it's how I remember it. Indeed. And on that note, let's wrap there then for 355. All righty. Drumming out on the table there. Don't know if the mic picked that up, but yeah, drumming away. But thank you very much for coming back and listening to another episode. That was 355. It's great to have you here listening to us waffle as always. And thank you so much to our uh, very kind folks over on Twitter who sent in your reviews for this week's review, which was Torchwood Miracle Day Dead of Night, which we both offered up a 5.5 each. Next week, as Adam said, we're back to Modern Who and the Waters of Mars. So get your get your dvds your blu-rays however many times you've bought them all get them all out get it stuck on um well i think it's on iplayer still doctor who i think it's on iplayer still so uh, however you watch it get it watched because we'll be asking for your thoughts and reviews as always in the meantime uh, make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast on your fave podcast app we put a new episode out every friday and if you've got a minute to give us a like or a review that would be amazing because that helps us out loads you can do that on something like apple podcasts or stitcher podchaser.com any of those things that would be amazing and we really appreciate those folks who have left reviews so far that's very cool um listen on the website as well big blue box podcast at code.uk all on there for free plus all the reviews and articles and we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook with a free discord server to boot so go and check that out and chat doctor who with other who fans also check out adam's channel the geeks handbag over on youtube go and do it yes the geeks handbag also on all the socials of course of instagram course. facebook and twitter twitter okay then until next week my name's gary my name's adam and remember and